thankful, so thankful for the Lord this morning. He's so good to us, and um, I tell you, I wouldn't want to be without him. Uh, today we'll finish the last lesson on good friends, and hope we've learned a little bit about being a good friend and being better according to the scripture. Uh, today will almost be a summary. It'll remind us of a lot of things we've already talked about, but um, we'll get through that. Proverbs 27 and 17, if you have your Bibles and want to turn, follow along on the screen. We'll be fine this morning. In Proverbs 27 and 17, it says that iron sharpeneth iron, and so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. Now, the word countenance means face, basically. That's what it is. But So it doesn't mean that you make your friend's face look different. <laughs> it's, but how do, you, how do people recognize you? By your face. Often it's like they... If uh, if, you, if you've been caught on camera doing something wrong, they'll take a picture. They won't face. Do you recognize this person? They will show you their face. Facial recognition on your phones to open your phone is how you are recognized. And and so he's saying that iron sharpeneth iron. That a man can help sharpen his friend and uh, make his friend a better person. And how people recognize them will change. Uh, sometimes just by uh, being a good friend. Let's pray for the word, the lesson today. Lord, we thank you so much for your example in the word of God of how we can be better, be a better friend. Lord, I pray today that we'll take these words to heart, let it find good ground so we can be better, Lord, as a disciple, as a friend in this world and, and definitely a light shining for you. Lord, we thank you for it all today in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Praise the Lord. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. What a great God. Thankful for him today. And you can be seated this morning. <clears throat> so a good friend uh, does a lot of things. We've talked about how that a friend loveth at all times. And that's a great quality to have because... On our best day, some days we may not be lovable. It's good to have people that don't just cut us off when we're having a bad day. You know, you've ever had a friend that maybe you, you were talking to them and they just were got up on the wrong side of the bed that day, but that's your friend. And they get a little short with you, a little grumpy with you, and you're just like, I'll call you back. <laughs> you know, it's uh, you love them, but I, I'm not going to sit here and... Uh, deal with all that but you don't just cut them off but you you may give them a little space let them get back in source or you might you know you're that kind of friend that you can look at them and say hey cut it out I ain't done nothing to you you know don't take it out on me and uh, but you know a good friend will be a sounding board be somebody that you know you can vent to sometimes and even complain to sometimes we try not to be complainers and and murmuring about things. We know that uh, everybody has trouble, but sometimes you just have to have somebody that you can just unload to sometimes and, and trust that they won't uh, be telling everybody about what you just unloaded. So you're going to be a good friend, a friend that loves at all times and, and takes care of you, that sticks beside you. He's a friend that's closer than a brother. 
that even uh, may exceed the relationship of someone even in your family, that there's such a close uh, friend to you and a, a help to you. There's some things, you know, that you can tell a friend that maybe you can't tell family, that uh, things that you know a friend would understand and family would not. Family may put expectations on a person that are unreachable, unreachable but a friend uh, realizes sometimes uh, who you are, what you can do, and will try to help you be better. A uh, friend will not try to hold you back. He will always try to uh, encourage you and strengthen you. And as this lesson today, we want to see that a good friend will challenge you to be better. Uh, you should always be working on uh, helping your friends to be better. Now, we've talked about friendship being that two-way street because if a friend, uh, if he's going to have friends, he's going to have to show himself friendly. In other words, he has committed himself to upholding uh, this friendship and being a friend, and uh, that works two ways. You can't be friends with someone who doesn't want to be friends with you. You can treat them friendly. You can be friendly to them, but if they just don't want to be your friend, they won't be. That's just how it is, but uh, when there is that relationship and those friends, that friendship, then you will challenge them to be better, and uh, if someone, if your friend is pushing you to be better, don't resent them for that. Don't resent them for wanting to see you succeed. Now, a good friend will want his friends to succeed, even if it means uh, going a step above yourself. You know, sometimes we think, well, I would love to see this happen in my life, but uh, if it's not right now, I'm going to rejoice with my friend that it is happening for we can't be uh, envious and so jealous that um, we are, um, you know, we begin to despise the success of our friends. Um, you know, uh, time and chance happens to us all. It just don't all happen at the same time. And so sometimes your brother or sister or your friend uh, may have something come along in their life that is a blessing that you desire. It's just not your time yet. And so we don't want to be... Uh, despising our friends because we see them having success. Sometimes uh, it may come quicker to them even though they haven't been around as long as you. And that's a little hard sometimes to, to, for our flesh to wrap around is that, hey, I've been here all this time and they've been here like a week and now look what's happening. You know, well, that's just how it happens sometimes. The first will be last and the last will be first. I mean, it's going to happen sometimes. Uh, a good friend will be the best friend when he has a great download of Scripture in his heart and in his mind so that when these situations arise, he can have the right attitude. You need to always remember that, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, people are people. They've been, they may want something just as bad as you want it, even if they haven't been around as long. And just because it comes to them first... You can't be mad about that. You've got to realize that it's not their fault. I remember years ago when I started in the ministry and started preaching that I had been in that church, I guess a member of that church, for about uh, a year, maybe just a little, uh, just a little over that. And Brother Bart began to ask me to, to lead services and preach and do some things. And... Um, there were some people that got upset about that. I've been here 15 years. He never asked me to lead service. 
They'd be mad at me. Why are you mad at me? I didn't volunteer. I didn't raise my eyes. He asked me, and I'm going to do it because I knew God had a call on my life. And I said, I can't control God's timing and what he's doing. And so, um, you know, hey, if that's meant for you, it'll come to you. Uh, your gifts will make room for you. So, uh, you know, it, it's hard, though, sometimes. And I understand it. You know, if you went on a job, got hired, and you walked in on the first day, and the, the boss stood you up in front of all of the people who had been there for about 20 years and said, you know what, we're going to put him at this top position. <laughs> There's going to be some people ready to walk out the door over that because we've been here, but uh, it's not the guy's fault. It's what happened. And so when you realize that people are people and we're all here together working together and everything don't happen at the same time for everybody, you can be a good friend. Yeah. You may need to pray in the Holy Ghost so you can build yourself up on your most holy faith, uh, your holy friendship faith, uh, you know, that I can be a better friend. You, you may have to pray in the Holy Ghost to be a good friend, but if that's what it takes, then do that so that you can always be ready to help uh, challenge your friends and help them to be better. Uh, I want to sharpen people. I don't want to dull people. And believe it or not, you have uh, the capability of impacting people's lives. Uh, even if you feel like nobody notices you, you can still be a negative or positive influence on somebody. Um, it's not always in the spotlight that uh, people are affected. It's in the little the words, the glances, the, the actions of somebody that somebody may not even know about, but somebody recognized it. And so I want to be the kind of person who is not setting stumbling blocks in front of my friends or my brothers or my sisters. I want to be clearing the road. I want to be uh, blazing a trail, so to speak. And I want to be like Paul who could say, you know, be a follower of me, not just because I'm Paul, but because I'm following Christ. I've, I've, I'm going to keep the faith. I'm going to fight a good fight. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. And and I'm, I'll help lead you in the right direction. And, and along the way, you may uh, even pass me and lead me in the right direction. But I want to make sure that we are working together. Two are better than one. And that's because people can have an influence, a positive influence on one another, impact one another in a positive way uh, to even keep you alive. He said, you know, if there's one by itself, he said, how's he going to have heat? But if you got two... Well, now you've got that heat that can keep you alive. Or uh, maybe you fall but how, and you're in a place where you can't get out by yourself. But if somebody's with you, they can help you up. So I want to make sure that I'm the kind of person that is a helper. Sharpening iron, sharpeneth iron. He, he's given uh, the, two, the two materials are the same. You've got to realize you're no better than anybody else, and I'm nobody better than anybody else. You and your friend are the same. We're both created in his image. We've both been washed by the same blood. We've both been filled with the same spirit. And so iron sharpeneth iron. These are the, the tools. If, you know, people say, well, I don't want nobody telling me. Well, then you don't want to be sharp. Because God chose the material. Iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. He said, if, if uh, you want to be sharpened, it's gonna, your friend is going to help sharpen you. 
your brother, your sister, uh, your pastor, your preacher, some evangelist, some minister, uh, and of course, most of all, the, the word of God and, and that friend that sticketh closer than a brother. But uh, don't be all bent out of shape when it is your brother, your friend, your sister that, that comes to you and says, you know, I love you. And people say, oh, don't start like that. Because uh, I know something you fixing to lay it on me. But, but if they come to you saying, you know that I love you, well, answer the question. Yeah, I know that. Okay, well, if you know that, then you can trust what's about to come out of their mouth if they're in the right spirit. And uh, realize that, well, I don't need you telling me. Who are you to tell me? You, you ain't even been around this. I, I brought you to church. I invited you. And, and you, know, you can't be like that because God chose the material. He set the, the ordinance. He set the rules. He said it's going to be like iron sharpens iron. He said, so will a man uh, sharpen the countenance of his friend. We play off of each other and we help build one another up and lift one another up and strengthen one another. Or we should. We should always be trying to uh, help our brother or sister be better. I, I like sometimes, and I don't know, he's probably doing security, but I like... Brother Mike Sweet's posts sometimes that he'll he'll post and at the end he'll say now go be the best you you can be or something to that nature or go out and do like Jesus did love like Jesus did he's after he talks about how you know for us to behave toward one another and love one another and lift one another up I love that he is one of the most positive humans I know and uh, and anybody that meets him whether they it's their first meeting or they're waiting on his table or whatever they're going to know that he's the kind of person that. Uh, hey, if you let me, I'll, I'll just build you up. That's just the kind of guy he is. And that's the kind of uh, influence we ought to just put off automatically, that we are not people who love putting people down, but we're there to build people up and lift them up and help them to get to the place they need to be. God chose the, the material to sharpen us. And guess what? It's your brother. So you can look at your friend and say, be sharp. I'll help you. Sometimes that, that, that word or that act that sharpens us comes from a very unexpected place, from an unexpected person. Uh, be somebody we didn't even, you know, we have to be careful that we don't get high-minded and boastful and think we're above or better because God could send someone, some little uneducated Struggling, brand new saint to give you a word that would, wow, my life. But, but you can think, well, I've been living for God all these years. I don't know what this little baby in the Lord thinks he's doing. Well, i tell you what he's doing. He's telling you what you need to know. And you have to listen because he's just trying to sharpen you. I, now, now, hey, guess what, little baby? Don't get so lifted up that you start going around trying to put all the elders in their place either. You don't, you know, there's, uh, there's a difference between sharpening and, and making dull because these two materials can also make dull. Iron sharpeneth iron, but depends on how you use it. You can't hack it. You can't slam it. You can't beat it. Or, or you're just going to be making grooves and dents and, and imperfections in the blade, and it'll, it'll never work, and it'll never cut. You've got to do it right for it to sharpen, and that's the way uh, we have to use wisdom uh, to do that. The Bible says, you know, um, and this is, I've, I think we quoted this back in another lesson, but uh, ye which are spiritual, you know, if you see your brother overtaking in a fall, if you see him getting a little dull, 
you with your spiritual restore him in the spirit of meekness considering yourself. And so you've got to uh, use some wisdom. The, the Bible tells us to be as wise as a serpent and as harmless as a dove. And, and so have that wisdom, uh, but then uh, don't cause harm when you're trying to correct somebody. Uh, you know, you, you, like we've said this before, the, the Word of God, man, how it can change our life and lift us up and make us so, so happy and so at peace. But you can just slap somebody with it, and they're not feeling peace. The same scripture that's preached with love and brought with love can pull somebody out of the pit or it can sink them further down depending on how it's applied. And so we've got to make sure that uh, uh, we're not reaching our hand down with our foot on top of their head. It's, we're trying to get people better. And it's us. You know, a lot of people, when we, we work on helping to keep people in the house of God, and um, many times, and I, let me say this because I know because people will think automatically, well, if you was going to church because of people, then you weren't going for the right reason. You should be going for God. I believe that completely. But sometimes those that are representing him are the reason people leave. Yeah. It's, well, so-and-so said something. Well, you shouldn't get your feelings hurt of so-and-so saying something. Well... Uh, they're supposed to be a representative of God. And so they, it's not always that they just had their faith in man. It was that they trusted that God's people would be God's people. The flock should be the flock. The saints should be the saint. Uh, a, a person filled with the Holy Ghost should be like God. Kind and, and forgiving and tenderhearted and loving one another and long-suffering. And, yeah, come on, merciful and peaceful. And, and so... Um, and even the Lord, he corrects, he corrects us in love. So when you're correcting somebody uh, out of your own hmm, your indignation or, or your ideas about things, you're not correcting anybody out of love. You're not being like the Savior. He corrects us because he loves us. But if you love your brother and you bring that to them, they will feel the love with it. They will know that uh, this person really has my best interest at heart. We are the material that sharpens iron. We need to be sharp. And I'm not just talking about sharp-dressed. I'm talking about sharp, paying attention. We need to be uh, on point. We need to, uh, the Bible said, to be sober and vigilant. That's sharp. Uh, when you are committed and walking walk faithful with your cross every day, that's being sharp. When you're fulfilling the roles of ministry that God called you, that's being sharp. When you start getting dull, you stop praying. Or when you stop praying, you start getting dull. And when you st stop reading, you start getting dull. And when you stop worshiping, you, stop get, you start getting dull. And, and when you stop living according to the Word of God, uh, you start getting dull. You know, we've got... A house, uh, a drawer at the house full of utensils, got a lot of knives in it. And some of them, they're there. They're part of the collection, but they dull. <laughs> you just, and you know what? After a while, you just learn which one not pick anymore because it's dull. I don't want God to look down in, in this, uh, this drawer right here and say, mm hmm, uh, nope, that one won't do. A little dull. Yeah, I, want, I want to stay sharp. For the Lord. But you know what? What's going to help me with that? Number one, the Lord is my prayer life and, and in my time with him. But, but 
my brothers and sisters, I would take nothing for the examples that God has given me in my life that helped me to be sharp in areas of my life. People that helped me to be sharp in my prayer life or sharp in my life of fasting or sharp in my studying or sharp in my preaching or, or in my uh, attitude, my humility. Uh, uh, the, the lessons that I learned by just watching uh, my pastor and spending time with him, it was just like iron sharpening iron. I was, I was picking up things. I was watching him, and I, and I trusted him. And I didn't put him in a place where he didn't belong. He, he would make sure you wouldn't do that. He would tell you, I am a man, and this is God's church, and uh, don't call it my church. He didn't even like people to refer to uh, the church there in Milston. And, hey, that's Brother Everhart's church. He didn't even like that term. He, he said, no, this is the Lord's church, and I'm the pastor here. And, and uh, just watching him, the way he, he carried himself and worked, that, that sharpened me. I said, that's the way, because I saw the success with that. And see, when things are sharp, things go a lot easier. And when we're sharp, things are going to go a lot easier. When, when, uh, when a blade is dull, the scripture says, then you've got to put more strength to it. If you won't sharpen it, if you won't uh, wet the edge, if you won't take care of it, then you, you're, you're just you know, beat. I used the example last week, I think, but you, you take a dull axe. You ever use a dull axe? Have you ever just like, well, let's see, let's see how, and tried to, I'm just going to cut this limb. And what could have took one hit takes about 30 because it's just like beating it with a hammer. It's like you're trying to, to cut that limb with a, a butter knife. It just, and well, you know what, take it to that grinding stone and sharpen it. And, and man, it makes the work a lot easier. Uh, you ever used a, a chainsaw with a dull blade? That's the worst. Because you don't want to take time to change the blade and sharpening the chainsaw is just a pain. But if you don't sharpen it, it's going to get dull. And so somebody's got to keep sharpening it. And if you try to walk through this world without any sharpening, you're going to get dull. Come on, somebody. Uh, you're not going to be any benefit to anybody dull. I'm not talking about dull personalities. <laughs> you know, some people are just, hey, I'm just plain Jane. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Just be sharp. Make sure that you ain't got to be all uh, frou-frou or whatever it is. You know, you just, hey, man, just but be sharp. Don't be dull. Don't be useless. Don't, don't, don't work against people because, believe it or not, God called you to be a worker together with him and uh, if he said, in, hey, in my word, I'll let you know the importance of sharp instruments. I want you to be sharp. For the word of God is a sharp. Yeah, it's a two-edged sword. It's sharp. And, uh, and so he knows that the word's going to be sharp. But his people are born again by the word. And we ought to be sharp. And so be ready to be sharpened. Don't uh, ignore the word of God. Don't ignore the preaching of the word of God because the preaching of the word, how shall they uh, hear without a preacher? And, and, and if faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word and, and the, the word comes through the preaching of the word. Don't, oh, I, I love church. I just don't like preaching. You dull. Oh, I, well, I really enjoy singing, but I just don't like praying. Dull. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'll, I'll pray. I just don't fast. Duh. Hey, guess what? You ain't no Ginsu knife. You ain't going to just be cutting through anything on your own. 
Uh, you know, people, they, you know why people, they sold so many of those knives? Because they said it never has to be sharpened. And people are lazy. Yeah, that's where the remote controls for the TV come from. I don't want to walk three steps across there and flip that channel. Give me something I can sit right here and finish my sandwich while I'm, yeah. And that's it. Oh, give me the Ginsu. I won't never have to buy another. I won't have to spend no more money. I won't have to. That knife will stay sharp. Guess what? It don't stay sharp. And go, go cut you two or three nails in half with it and see what your tomato looks like the next time you go to slice it. Yeah, let me tell you, you ain't a Ginsu, you ain't no Holy Ghost Ginsu knife. No, you, no you're not. Uh, you're a child of God, and you need sharpening. And so you need to spend time in prayer, and you need to spend time in the Word, and, and you need to spend time in church service, and you need to spend time in worship. Yep, and you need to spend time in fellowship with your brothers and sisters. Come on, introverts, I know that gets tough sometimes, but you need to spend some time with your Holy Ghost-filled brother and sister so they can rub off on you and sharpen you a little bit and help you be a better saint of God. Because guess what? We're the material that he chose. He, he could have done it anyway, but this is the way he did it. He, he, he told his disciples, he said, this world will know that you are my disciples by this, that you love one another, sharpening each other, because a friend loveth at all times. So that's friends. And so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. He, the, the, uh, you, you, they, could, they recognized his disciples in the book of Acts. They knew... I can tell these guys right here, I mean, they are unlearned. They, you know, they, they still smell a little bit like fish. They've been fishing, but I, I can tell they've been with Jesus. They were recognizable because iron sharpens iron, and a, a friend, Jesus called them friends, and a friend sharpens the countenance of his friend. Of his friend. And, and so uh, Jesus had sharpened them up. And, yeah, maybe they had on some, some kind of ragged clothes and some, some dusty old sandals, and they didn't have that robe and all that stuff on. But, but they said, I can tell something about them. They, they've been with Jesus. They've been with him. It's, uh, uh, you know, we can tell that they've been with this man. And so sometimes, it, hey, have you ever had a friend that, that just made you want to be better? I hope so. I, yeah, there's people in my life that I thought, man, I love the way they do that. I love the way they talk to people. I love the way they address this. And I want to be like that. And so uh, it's not just, you know, you say, well, I'm not going to be an imitation. I'm going to be my own person. Is there anything original left? Come on. Everywhere, maybe not sitting in the same room with you right at that time, but guess what? You may, you're going to always be an individual person, but you ain't going to never just do something that nobody else has ever done. Just like when we preach, like, oh, I never heard that preached before. Well, it's been preached somewhere. It's all been done somewhere. And uh, so uh, don't act like, wow, he preached a message that's never been preached before. Yeah, somebody in another country, somewhere in another state, somewhere. That message is probably being preached today. This is, you know what? Hey, this is being taught somewhere today. Anybody that's teaching the uh, discipleship projects teaching this lesson today. And uh, maybe there are people, and you know what? It might sound completely different than what I'm doing. He might be actually turned the page. I ain't even turned the page yet. Uh, but that's for his congregation. This is for us. 
This is for this city. This is for this congregation. Hey, it's, that's uh, for unity, for success, to be better. I said, there ain't nothing like. Wouldn't you hate to be, uh, let's create some kind of disaster scenario. Or you're, you're mountain climbing. Brother Nathaniel, yeah, that's Brother Nathaniel's area. But no, you're mountain climbing. All of a sudden, uh, you've got this 80-pound pack that's tied to a rope, and it falls off and starts rolling, and it's pulling you down through there. And you're like, where's my knife? And you pull your knife out, and you say, I'm going to cut it loose, and I'm not going over the edge. And that old knife's so dull. And you saw on it and saw on it and going toward the edge, and there you go. Because it wasn't against you. And you didn't sharpen it. A pocket knife is probably one of the most neglected tools in the world. Almost everybody carries one and, and hardly ever, unless you're just a good old country boy, do you ever find one that's sharp. You give a city boy a pocket knife, he'll use it till it's dull and then he'll put it in a drawer. And he'll buy another one instead of sharpening the one that he got. Well, God gave us this walk of faith I just want to sharpen this one. Because guess what? I don't get another one. <laughs> I can't. Well, I've, I, I've done dulled this one. Let me get another one. Not just sharpen the one you got because this is it. This is what you got. Uh, sharpen it and be a good influence on somebody. Help somebody. You, you, know, you can help somebody out of their mess if you're sharp. You can help somebody to the altar if you're sharp. You can pray somebody through the Holy Ghost if you're sharp. Yeah, you'll be baptizing people in Jesus' name if you're sharp. Mm-hmm. Come on, you, you'll be talking them off the cliff if you're sharp. But isn't it a shame? You know, some people are afraid to answer the phone in ministry because I don't know what I'll say. Well, if you're sharp, you wouldn't worry about it. Because the Lord said, listen, if, if you're in the Holy Ghost doing good, don't worry about what you're going to say. The Holy Ghost will tell you what to say. But if it's been so long since you talked to the Lord or the Holy Ghost, then... That's when you get nervous. Oh, 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 oh I got to go meet with them and talk. And I don't know. Why are you nervous? I don't know what I'm going to say. Why don't you know what you're going to say? Spend time. Always be prepared. Always be ready. Always be sharp. Uh, one uh, writer told another one, a man, he said, Be instant in season and out of season. Stay sharp. Stay sharp. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing, you know, sometimes it may be a while before you use that knife, but you know if I pull it out, it's going to cut because I keep it sharp. And even sometimes when you're not using uh, that knife, so to speak, every once in a while you take it out and just, I'm, I'm going to keep it sharp. Well, I'm not preaching this week, so I'm not studying. Oh, how do you know you're not preaching this week? Well, ain't nobody saying anything, and I, and I like a two-week notice. You might not get a two-week notice. I'll tell you, we used to get uh, them about 10-minute notices. I have been sitting behind this platform, this desk right here. Brother Hart's seat was right there, and I was sitting over here, and I look over there, and he's going. I sat down beside him. He said, who's supposed to preach today? I said, well, Brother so-and-so, but he's not here. What do you preach? And the last special singer was just getting up to sing, and I knew next was the preacher. And so I'm like, yes, sir. And I, I'm in the hallway going, whoo, Jesus, now. 
now. Because he was fixing to preach. And that's just how you, so he didn't call you and say, hey, hey, he didn't plan out no calendar. Let me see when I can fit you in. You came to church ready to preach. If you, if you said, if you said, oh, God called me to preach and you ever show up for church not ready to preach, duh. Hello, young preacher. Come on, young men, young women. I might just side about 1145 one day after, come catch you by the arm and say, I tell you what. You preach to us today. If we had to scoop you out of the floor, <laughs> dull. No, be be ready, be sharp, be because this is it. Hey, Paul and them, these disciples going everywhere. It wasn't just like yeah, I got an engagement here, I got an engagement there. It's wherever they were, they were. You know how many times they preached the same message over and over in the same day from house to house. Walk in this house, preach a little while, go out walking down the street. Walk in this house, preach in this Better be ready. Better be sharp. But we are friends to encourage one another in that area. You know, don't spend all your time doing something else. If God called you, if God called you to ministry, don't spend all your time doing something else besides sharpening your ministry. And if you're in a church, don't spend all your time doing everything else except sharpening your brother or your sister. You know, when you call somebody and, and tell them, hey, I, I, I want you to know I'm praying for you. I, lo- I, I really I love you. I appreciate what you've done. You just help sharpen them a little bit because that made them feel like, hey, I, I've done something. Be, when you thank people for helping you or doing something, you know, sometimes uh, people... It's hard for them. You know, they get kind of embarrassed, whatever. It's not that they're trying to be in a way, but they, it's hard for them. But, but tell people, give honor where honor is due. And when people help you or do something, thank them. Because it helps them to know, hey, I'm doing something right. And, uh, and then receive that in the right manner, too. You know, cause my wife will tell you, I don't like compliments. I don't. It just, it, even to this day, uh, you know, people say, and I, and I start looking around. I feel like a little kid. I'm like, yeah, well, I, mean, I can't. It's just embarrassing to me. I don't, because I'm not doing it for compliments, and I don't take compliments well. I, I, it embarrasses me. I don't, it's just, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but I've tried to be better about that and say, make sure I say thank you and appreciate that. And if it's on the, well, you know, you're preaching, well, then glory to the Lord, because God, that's, it's the Lord, it's not me. But doing those things helps sharpen people. And, and so that's what God, he, he chose us to help sharpen people. There's another scripture, Proverbs 13 and 20, that says, um, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Again, it's the material. A wise man will help another man be wise. Someone who walks with wise men will be wise. It rubs off. We impact uh, people in ways we don't even realize. And giving words of advice, words of wisdom, words of comfort, and, and things like that help people to be better. Um, because uh, we don't want people to be ignorant, especially in the house of God. Be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. Well, it's going to take a wise person, some wisdom somewhere, to make somebody else wise. 
Well, how do I get wisdom? The Lord said, ask for it. <laughs> ask for wisdom. Uh, when you uh, read the scriptures, pray that you'll understand and gain wisdom so that you'll be able to give advice from the scripture. If somebody calls you for advice, don't give advice from uh, you know, some celebrity. Give advice from the scripture. I see sometimes people post these memes, and I know that there's no way that celebrity said that. But it'll be a picture of some celebrity with this like really cool word of advice. I'm like, yeah, like they said that. <laughs> sure. If it wasn't written in a script, they didn't say it. You know, it's uh, just, what are you doing? Just read the Bible. Read the scripture. Quit living from meme to meme and live from verse to verse. How about that? <laughs> Yeah, that'd be great. Jesus said, search the scriptures. Didn't say search the internet for a meme that fits your situation. Come on, somebody. Now I'm about to get off on a different ramp. I got to keep going. <laughs> but it's the truth, man. People act like those memes are gospel. And I'm like, are you serious? Come on. Just post a scripture about it every once in a while. Get off that meme stuff and get off all these pages about... Uh, I got to, I'm, I just better move on. But uh, listen, where are you going to find something else that's better than the Word of God? Nowhere. Uh, if it meant anything, then it, it's got to have Scripture behind it. Or, or it don't mean anything. It don't profit anything. Jesus said, the words I speak are spirit and life. So, you know, uh, there can be... Uh, you know, pretty sayings and pretty words and pretty poems, then that's, hey, whatever. But you know what? Uh, the things that bring life and really help you, that's the word of God. And so, you know, do that. He that is wise, or that if you walk with wise men, you'll be wise. But it says a companion of fools shall be destroyed. So uh, don't hang around with fools and foolish people and, and crazy people. Don't give them the opportunity to, because uh, they don't sharpen you, they dull you. And like I said, you can either sharpen people, you're going to have influence. And he said, a companion of fools will be destroyed. And when uh, you take this gift of God and, and try to yoke it together with an unbeliever, you're simply uh, dulling what God gave you. I see people that go out of the church, a guy or a girl, and uh, they start dating someone outside of the church. Why? Why? And here's the, the, uh, the well, well, you know, I just, man, you just happen and we love each other. And, uh, okay, well, let's, if you love them that much, how come you ain't talked to them about being baptized in Jesus' name and being filled with the Holy Ghost? Why is the only conversations you have is about uh, things that you can't even say out loud or, or things like that? How come you're not talking to them? Oh, I love them so much, though, Pastor. I know they're not in church, but I love them. Well, are you trying to even get them in church? Well, no, you know, I, they don't really like church, and uh, so uh, I don't know how to tell you where you should have got off that uh, interstate, but uh, you should have got off that interstate a long time ago uh, because you're only dulling yourself. You're no longer trying to help them. You know, man, we're trying to reach the lost, not date the lost. Look at pastors. Got some sharp teeth today, sharp, sharp whip today. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, you know I love you. And because a friend loveth at all times, and a friend only wants you to be better. I'm just telling you things that'll make you better. And hey, it's been, and, and for real, it's been a while since I even brought that subject up. So uh, some of these that's been here from the beginning can remember that uh, I, I laid into that hard at the beginning. Uh, and it, it, I mean every word of it. But maybe I ought to dust that out off and sharpen that up and bring that back out. Won't, hey, won't be a young person for miles around here. Oh, no, I ain't going that day. Uh, no, listen. Uh, you, you, if you want to hurt yourself, do that. Get outside of God's word. Get somebody outside God's word, and you will hurt yourself. I don't care how rich they are, how good looking they are, how sweet they are. I don't care how good they treat you. How, how, how can being treated good uh, even equal to what God's give you? And guess what? If you have to lay it down to have that relationship, mm-hmm. dull. I want to stay sharp. Peter said, be sober and vigilant for your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion goeth about. So I want to stay sharp. The Bible says we're not ignorant concerning his devices. We're sharp. See, when you're sharp, you'll recognize those things that come to pull you away. When you're sharp, uh, your friend, you'll help your friends recognize when those things come to pull them away. And, and uh, you can let them know that's not where you need to be. Does it mean they'll listen? No, I don't mean they'll listen. But I'd rather tell them. I'd rather say, hey, you're headed in the wrong place, in the wrong direction, than to just let them go softly into that good night. You know, I don't want people to just go out of here without somebody saying, hey, I love you, and I don't want to see you lost. I don't want to see this happen to you. So, uh, well, let's see. I'll turn to the back so I feel like I went through the lesson. God's good. Now, Listen, people are influenced by so many things in this world. But the Lord said in his word that the things that sharpen us best and sharpen us most are the people we're around and our friends. So then I want to make sure that my friends are not dulling me, but they are sharpening me. They are encouraging me to go further and that I am encouraging people to go further and that uh, there's, like I said, there's so many things that, you, that can influence you in this world. But only uh, iron sharpens iron. And he said, and then a, a man, a friend, will sharpen the countenance of his friend. That's the only thing. You're not going to sharpen yourself with anything else. Being, to see, being a disciple is more than just saying, oh, wait, I believe and I'm just going to sit in church the rest of my life. Being a disciple of Christ is having impact on people because he said you are the light of the world and you are the salt of the earth. You're going to have influence in people's lives. People are going to be able to see your works, your good works, so they can glorify God. They're going to be able to, that saltiness, you're going to help preserve people in this world and influence people in this world and, and change the way others see them. Let me tell you, if 
if, you're, if you've had any time in your walk with God, you can point back to someone who helped get you there. Yep. And I, can sit, I could write a long list of people. He's not here today, but Brother Larry Phillips is one of my greatest friends and, and one of my greatest examples in my life. He is, he's a very quiet man, very humble man. Um, he's funny. A lot of people don't get it. Well, he, his wife don't like him to joke when he's preaching, but he'll tell you that. But he's, he's a funny guy. He's, he's got a lot of humor, but he's, he loves people, and he never ceases to call me if he thinks anything's going on. You're my pastor is what he'll tell me, and that's hard for me to get sometimes because I've always looked up to him so much. And, but just because of my position, it doesn't change the place I hold him, and he sharpens me. And he tells me I sharpen him. I'll take that. That's a great compliment. But uh, people like that, Brother Larry, Sister Carol, Brother Sister Everhart, who have gone on just, uh, and, and great friends in my life that uh, have, even here today, those that I, I have met since we started pastoring that have helped encourage me. I've told some young people before, you, you know, you inspire, you inspire me. And they're like, oh, no, I'm nothing. I'm, I, see, nobody's just nothing. Don't ever feel like that. Nobody is just, you've always got the ability. Let's stand together. I'm going to keep talking. I know I'm running out of time. I want you to realize how valuable that you are to the kingdom. You may never be a missionary. You may never preach behind a pulpit. That doesn't mean you don't have influence on helping people stay in the house of God. Your handshake week to week means so much to that individual. The, that hug around the neck that I'm praying for you, that time you knelt down beside them at the altar to, to speak a word of encouragement or just pray for them, you have no idea the impact that has made on them. And, and them just seeing you faithful week to week, lifting your hands in the house of God has something that's stamped and imprinted on them that they realize, you know, they're here every week. They're right there every week, always got their hands up and and they, they know when you don't feel good. They know when things are going on, but they see you doing what you're doing. That's sharpening people. That's helping people be uh, better for the kingdom of God. That's what we want to do. Amen. We want to win the loss, but we want to keep those that are in the church. We don't want to lose any of them. And if we, keep every, if we can keep sharpening each other, encouraging one another, pushing one another, we're going to all be better. Let's lift our hands and pray. Jesus, thank you. Oh, for being such a great friend. And there's no one, Lord, that sharpens us as you do. Lord, for three years you walked with those men. And, and Lord, you got them ready to, to bring the church to the birth. And to be there on that day of Pentecost. And then turn the world upside down. And Lord, I pray that this church will be the kind of church that will encourage people. Lift people up. Sharpen people. Get them ready for a work for the kingdom get them ready for your coming Lord we praise you for it today Lord I don't want to be a dull instrument that gets passed over but Lord I want to stay sharp for the kingdom of God and we praise you for these things today we love you in Jesus name amen now give the Lord a hand clap of praise aren't you thankful to be a part of the kingdom and, and aren't you thankful to know that you yes you can make a difference in somebody's life. Amen. God bless you. Let's get ready to pray and get ready for the worship and word of God. And we're going to have a great time of the Lord. God bless you.